most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I am your host, Samantha Verbiti, and I am joined as always by the one and only Mike Triplett, a longtime Saints beat reporter who you can follow on Twitter at Mike Triplett. Mike, how was your week 12? Oh, it was it was all right. I, I was covering the uh, Saints in San Francisco the first time they were shut out in 21 years, a 13-0 loss. Who knew the Saints could reach new lows this year? I'm sure... Uh, Alvin Kamara's uh, fantasy managers are despondent today. He had two lost fumbles in that game. Uh, I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll talk about him when we talk about the Saints a little bit. Uh, but uh, so I, I saw a 13 nothing game. All the other fantasy points were going on in other games I wasn't covering. Fair enough. You know, uh, I think that NFC South is wide open right now with the Saints and Bucks and Falcons. Do they have um, to? Uh, could we get a rule change? I mean, is it possible? The Panthers. My Panthers. Panthers. Like one game. Out of They're the hottest team in the division right now. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, I, I just didn't think that the Broncos would be that bad in that game. I mean, wait, like they were one point favorites going into this game. So it's not like, I mean, I just, I was very shocked at how bad the Broncos were. It's every week they are, they are achieving new lows, I think offensively. So it's, it's very painful to watch them. And I, uh, I do, it makes me wonder if it's Nathaniel Hackett, if Nathaniel Hackett's going to get fired or if it's Russell Wilson and it, uh, I mean, that's a huge problem for the Broncos because he's got a $107 million cap hit in 2023. Any thoughts there? Well, I mean, look, you're speaking of the Saints. I mean, that's a big topic with Dennis Allen being a first-year coach who's not succeeding. But the difference in those two places, Dennis Allen was hired by the Saints' longtime ownership, who, and, and they've worked with him for a long time because he's mm-hmm. been here since 2006, even though he you know, left and then came back. Nathaniel Hackett is working for – they just got new owners there. I mean, mm-hmm. if ever there's going to be a coach who's one and done, it, it does feel like everything is in place for Denver to, to revamp it and try to make Russell Wilson work. Cause that is a contract you, you can't get out from under. They have to make Russell Wilson work, but it's probably the biggest stunner in the NFL this season, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that whether or not it, it, even if it is more Russell Wilson to blame, they really just can't get away from that contract right now. So they're going to have to have to make changes elsewhere, even if uh, it's it's really Wilson that's the problem there. Don't really know. I'm sure that we'll uh, we'll see a little bit of a revamped Broncos team, if not sooner rather than later. Um, but in terms of other shocking things that are you happening, got it behind you. You got it. We buried the lead. New York Football Jets. <laughs> Mike White is 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 good. I don't I don't know. I'm not, I'm really not sure, but it was a ref, just breath of fresh air after watching Zach Wilson flail under center for for weeks now. And obviously, there's just a number of sort of things going on with with Wilson not taking responsibility for things and and whatnot. And now Mike White comes out and just guns a blazing. Obviously, beats the uh, the Chicago Bears, who are also starting a backup quarterback there. Um, this is obviously good news for the Jets' offense, I think, because it just couldn't get any worse before. I think it, 
hopefully for the like skill position players, it'll be similar to how it was with Joe Flacco under center. Um, and I don't really know what Zach Wilson's outlook is, you know, for the moving forward, really. Well, it's, I mean, obviously it's not good. I mean, th- this is a team that probably will go to the playoffs. So I don't think this is temporary. Yeah. Uh, they're going to try to win. We, we've been saying, you know, we didn't know if it would be Flacco or Mike White, but, but uh, unfortunately it's been painfully obvious not only to us in the fantasy community, uh, you know, it, it's how the Jets players are talking. I mean, they're mm-hmm. like, you know, f- the, the players were saying free Elijah Moore. They had their own whiteboards in their locker, I think, just like you, and and said free Elijah Moore in the background. Elijah Moore's quote, I have it in front of me. That's why I'm pulling this up. So he said he was talking to the football before the game. I missed the ball. I was talking to the ball, and I was like, you already know how I feel about you. I was kissing her, and I was telling her, it's going to be soon. It's going to happen soon. She told me she loved me and wanted to get back. Like, this is happening with a seven-win team in the NFL that was so, like, they felt like their offense could not perform uh, with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So, yeah, obviously, you feel so much better about Garrett Wilson. Now, Elijah Moore, you do. We're going to talk about him today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he only had two targets in the game. So, you know, you still have to have cautious interest in him Uh, I think unfortunately the Michael Carter injury the thing we remember from last year is um Zach Wilson's biggest problem last year was he couldn't seem to throw to running backs uh and and that's something Mike White can do better so maybe there's Ty Johnson interest uh but we'll talk about that crowded backfield but basically it just makes them all relevant again which which is which is really stunning that the number two overall pick of the draft was having that effect on this (laughs) team Absolutely. It was a very interesting game to watch. And I think suffice it to say, if it's Mike White or Joe Flacco moving forward, it it is good news for the Jets. I think it would be coaching malpractice if Salah puts Zach Wilson back in at any time this year, especially considering that they are contending right now. So uh, good news all around there. Uh, In terms of other things that happened, your Saints were obviously shut out by the 49ers. Do we think they will make a change at quarterback anytime soon? I don't think this week against Tampa Bay, Andy Dalton was kind of, I mean, they scored zero points, so I won't say the least of their problems, but it, it wasn't like he, you know, he wasn't the one turning the ball over and he was making some decent throws in the red zone that were bouncing off players, uh, you know, one week removed from his best game of the season. I'd be a little surprised if he gets benched right now. Uh, but if they're like, I don't know, I don't know how you can be mathematically eliminated from the NFC South, but if they don't win in Tampa, then they go into their bye week. They'll have to think long and hard about what, what are they playing for over the final four weeks? Do they need a, a look at Jameis Winston? So that is entirely possible and almost probable before the season is over. Um, but, you know, I don't know how relevant that is for fantasy anyway. I think the more relevant thing is, you know, the, the fears of Alvin Kamara having all these quiet weeks now um, and Taysom Hill, who we talk a lot uh, about at tight end. Basically, when this team can't run the ball, it shuts down. It, mm-hmm. it you know, it goes into its turtle shell and it can't do anything. Um, and San Francisco has the number one run defense in the league. I would warn after watching that game, any anyone who's on the fence with a running back that's gonna go play San Francisco, wow, is that is that team on point on defense right now? Uh, don't let your running backs go up against the 49ers. And I don't think it's a good matchup Monday night at Tampa Bay either. And mm-hmm. then there's a bye in week 14. So if you're holding out hope for for Saints players to to reemerge. I think it doesn't happen till you know week fifteen or beyond. Um, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's hit or miss, obviously, but they still do some things well on defense. 
I have one league right now that I think I'm not going to make the playoffs. And what's haunting me is having taken Elvin Kamara over just a number of guys, including guys like Saquon Barkley and stuff like that. So uh, just- I don't think he's done. Like Alvin Kamara is not a completely give up hope guy yet. Sure, I mean, sure. and, and, and frankly, fantasy playoffs, uh, week 15 is Atlanta. Week 16 is at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he could theoretically become a league winner. I know it's too late to trade yeah. for him, but certainly don't drop it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, one more crazy thing, maybe they happened to, catch, to put the cherry on Sunday football was Jordan Love, who uh, <laughs> took over for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers continues to deal with that thumb injury, but then he also got some kind of rib injury during that game. And Jordan Love, I mean, it wasn't a huge passing game, but uh, six of nine for 113 yards and a touchdown, zero interceptions. Any hot takes from there? Uh, Do you think that we will see more of Jordan Love this season? I I guess you can't say it hurts Green Bay's offense (laughs) if if Aaron Rodgers misses time because – uh, he struggled so much. Um, I have a hard time thinking it helps. But the most comforting thing of all is is the deep touchdown pass to Christian Watson after Jordan Love came mm-hmm. into the game. I mean, Christian Watson, I think, is our biggest weekly decision mm-hmm. question mark. Uh, how much do you believe Christian Watson can keep this up? So I think it was really comforting to see he kept it up with Jordan Love at quarterback. Definitely, definitely. Well, that was obviously a very spicy sort of uh, draft pick back when that happened. And uh, Rodgers has just been a big topic of sort of contention this season because we're seeing somewhat different Aaron Rodgers than we have been accustomed to in previous years, obviously a four-time NFL MVP. So it's uh, kind of painful to watch him struggle a little bit this year. But in terms of the injury front, we definitely had a number of injuries. I just want to make a note that this MetLife field I don't know what's going on with the field there, but I mean, this has been years now that there are just, it seems, I don't have the data, but it seems like there are a lot of serious injuries that happen on that field. So we had Darnell Mooney have an ankle injury in that game. He needs season ending surgery, which is just absolutely brutal because the bears are pretty bereft of pass catching talent uh, outside of him. And then Michael Carter on the other side of the ball has a sprained ankle. Don't know how serious it is, but I mean, we have to assume that he'll miss maybe some time. So definitely those guys are going to create, I guess, holes for fantasy managers. Uh, We also had Travis Etienne had a foot injury. He was cleared to return. So I don't think it's as serious as maybe fantasy managers initially thought, but he did miss all of 2021 with the list Frank injury. So that's just something to keep an eye on throughout the week. If he ends up being limited or a non-participant in practice, Elijah Mitchell has a sprained MCL, which I mean, Christian McCaffrey is the guy, but Kyle Shanahan likes to rotate running backs there. So maybe keeping an eye on Jordan Mason potentially. And then Allen Robinson is now out for the season with a stress fracture in his foot. So that leaves the Rams even leaner at wide receiver. Any of these stand out to you? Well, I will make one injury related note. Um, uh, (laughs) Last week, I thought it was very funny. I made the point, I think late in the podcast, uh, to, uh, you know, to invest in the, in the potential, you know, league winners because of injury. Uh, and I think we saw that play out this week, uh, Samaj P Ryan, Rashad white, find those running backs who, uh, you know, are just one injury away from being like starting lineup blocks. You know, if Alexander medicine is still out there, Dontre Hilliard, I don't know if Matt Breida qualifies, but 
you have these bench spots to play with now. And, and I think more than ever, it is so smart to use those bench spots on running backs to pop in. But when I made that point last week, I said, instead of, <laughs> instead of keeping someone like Zay, Zay Jones on your bench. So I was trying to figure out what receiver I could say you should drop this week to put the reverse jinx on. I, I don't know who that is. Demarcus Robinson or Matt Collins or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but I thought, I mean, that, that was another big story of this week, I think, was the guys who were playing because of injury, because no Joe Mixon, because Leonard Fournette. Now, those are two guys that could be back this week, so watch, watch them, obviously, in the practice reports throughout the week. But um, that, that, is, that is still the way to go on a late-season run or, or get hot in the playoffs is, is to, to, to sort of backdoor your way in by <laughs> having a backfield of Samaj P. Ryan and Rashad White or, or, or their equivalents at this time of year. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It is a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button, along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper right now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you will get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, let's just jump into guys that we should be thinking about picking up. Uh, As a reminder, the Cardinals and Panthers are on by in week 13. So we'll need replacements for Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, James Conner, DJ Moore, Donta Foreman. The list for the Panthers is kind of short. So thankfully (laughs) for fantasy. Longer now, though. Look, we should have put this in the lead when we were talking about Mike White. Sam Darnold feels like a DJ Moore whisperer. I think all of a sudden his his he's relevant again. I, I just dropped. I actually just dropped DJ Moore in in a really competitive league that I care a lot about. Um, and picked up Paris Campbell and Christian Watson, and finally gave up on DJ Moore. And maybe I made the wrong choice uh, now that he's got his buddy Sam Darnold back. Yes, it definitely seems like he may have been unlocked. I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Also, one other note that week 13, uh, this is the Deshaun Watson return week. So he is expected to make his first start for the Browns uh, against the Texans in Houston. Uh, He is not that available at this point I think it's just kind of been ongoing that like each week he becomes more rostered so I'm he he definitely broke the 50% mark but if he's out there something to consider as well in terms of quarterbacks we talked about Mike White he is 4% rostered I don't know if we just think this is like a, a flash in the pan type anomaly situation but he's got the Vikings next so I think that that'll be a nice matchup so I think that he will 
be maybe a fringe QB one in that matchup. Um, I also like Jared Goff. Uh, he is 46% rostered. So uh, he's going to be going up against the Jaguars this week that rank 31st in past DVOA. Um, also has the Vikings in the week after. And he handled a pretty difficult matchup against the Bills pretty well, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. So those would be sort of my picks for quarterbacks. Who are you looking at, uh, Mike? Yeah, there's not a lot of season winners in this category, but I, one that I still, I, I double checked, he's only 19% rostered still is Ryan Tannehill. I, I feel mm-hmm. like he fell into this class when when the Titans had that little lull in the middle of the season and and uh, he was injured and and uh, they stopped throwing the ball and then he came back and, and wasn't quite himself, but he's still throwing for close to 300 yards a game since he's come back. He didn't throw the touchdowns this week, so he didn't have a big game, but He's like a professional quarterback among among some of these ones that you have to kind of uh, pinch your nose when you pick up. So I, I like him better than most in this class. Well, speaking of pinching your nose, the <laughs> running back list is a little lean this week. It's going to be headlined by someone named Zonovan Knight, who uh, actually rushed 14 times for 16 yards and caught three passes for 34 yards. Uh, As we mentioned, Michael Carter was banged up in that game. Ty Johnson was also involved, five rushes for 62 yards and a touchdown, so he ended up with a slightly better day for fantasy. But uh, yeah, I mean, Knight outsnapped Johnson by a count of 32-15, saw significantly more touches. I expect James Robinson was a healthy scratch in this game, so I don't know if he's going to end up having to be back in the mix as well, but they do have a favorable matchup against the Vikings who have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to running backs this year. After that, it's I mean, we mentioned the uh, injury to Travis Etienne, Jamichael Hasty uh, had a very good game, caught five targets for 67 yards and a touchdown and rushed 12 times for 28 yards. He would definitely be very valuable if ETN has to miss any time, but it doesn't look like that necessarily. And then the last name I'll mention is Kyron Williams. This Rams backfield is a mess, but, um, he did actually, uh, outperform Cam Akers in this game. And we know how that relationship is with the Rams kind of tenuous and uh, Daryl Henderson was dropped this week. So uh, Kyron Williams could potentially emerge as a, uh, as, as their RB one, they do face the Seahawks and Raiders and Packers next. So that is a very good schedule for running backs. Anyone who else, yeah, anyone else I, who's on your radar? You said it. Kyron Williams is my favorite on this list. Actually of the three you just mentioned, um, because he's a guy who who's trending up for one thing. They drop Daryl Henderson, as you mentioned, and then his 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 share of that offense is going up. Um, and you know he's a he's a rookie running back on a lost cause. I mean, you could you could only imagine that he's a guy they want to feature more as the mm-hmm. the season goes on and see what they have in him. I I, th- I think he's a guy who's trending up. I mean, yes, Donovan Knight will be a popular pickup. James Robinson might be a popular pickup, but, but that's the problem right there is they're both there. And mm-hmm. Ty Johnson has been dipping it. I mean, even when Michael Carter took over for, for Brees Hall, Michael Carter never emerged as the RB one we thought. Uh, and then, you know, what if Michael Carter only misses a week, uh, then you've got a really crowded mess, but I would say if you are picking someone up, it is Donovan Knight over, James Robinson. That's the choice the Jets just made. James Robinson mm-hmm. was a healthy scratch because they wanted to look at Zonovan Knight. And then when Marco Carter got hurt, they looked at Zonovan Knight a lot in that game. He got a ton of touches, performed well with them. Um, you know, Robert Sella was was really complimentary of him after the game. So I do expect 
more looks for him. I just think it's going to be sort of, you know, a Brian Robinson type situation where, you know, like, or Isaiah Pacheco, you know, some good games here and there, but still being part of a crowded mess. And that's absolutely true in Jacksonville. Travis Etienne might not even miss a single game. I think there was positive injury reports on him. Um, and then they're the ones who just picked up Daryl Henderson. So maybe he plays next week. So counting count on Michael hasty to repeat this performance at your peril. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, you know, looking at uh, the jets in general, I love that. I actually have mentioned a jet at every single position um, in my uh, waiver. They're back. Yes, they are. They are back. I don't want to overreact too much, but on to the receivers, Elijah Moore is definitely going to be a popular pickup at just 26% rostered. We obviously thought this guy was maybe on the move out of, New York uh, briefly when he was requesting a trade and he, he had like three weeks straight of just zeros there. He actually missed a game against the bills. Uh, but you know, it looks like he may, he may reemerge. I know that Mike white did spread the ball around. He think he targeted 10 different receivers in the game. So uh, Garrett Wilson is the only one that I really trust, but Elijah Moore had a good season last year and definitely has the pedigree to be a fantasy relevant receiver. So definitely someone that I would want to put back on my radar. Uh, Jamison Williams, we mentioned him last week. He is back at practice. I don't know if uh, he plans on if, if their plan is to play him this week, but uh, someone to definitely keep an eye on because of just, you know, how talented he is. We talked a lot about him last week of just how he could have probably been the number one receiver off the board, even in this super stacked class, if it were not for him tearing his ACL in the uh, college football uh playoffs. Uh, and then DeAndre Carter, definitely a name that just keeps kind of popping up. I mean, we got Mike Williams that has this high ankle sprain, so he's going to be out for a while. He actually saw the most targets of anyone on that team, and they have a really soft schedule coming up against the Raiders, Dolphins, and Titans. So I think those will all be matchups that I think we could consider Carter in deeper leagues as, you know, a potential flex flex type guy. And the last guy I'll mention is Van Jefferson. Uh, we mentioned that the, the Rams are just really lean right now at receiver uh, Robinson out for the season and cup dealing with an, the ankle injury. Uh, Jefferson did see a season high and team high seven targets in, in, in the loss caught three passes for 29 yards and a touchdown, but you know, the opportunity could certainly be there for him to emerge. Yeah. I feel like this is the most uninspiring receiver list. Maybe we've had all season. Don't you think like, like, yeah, none of these people feels strike like, me as lottery tickets, but yeah. they all strike me as like guys that you could use maybe in a wide receiver three slot. Right. You have two choices at this time of the season and 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 my buddy Zay Jones, who I owe an apology to. But the reason <laughs> I thought of Zay Jones last week is because I had probably picked him up five times at least because what Zay Jones has oh, been definitely. all season was the guy getting you you know, five catches for, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, playing number two receiver snaps playing a full-time role. Um, so you can, I think, believe what you saw, not that he's going to have 145 yards again this season, but that he had already firmly established himself as a wide receiver too. there. I put him in sort of in that Donald Donovan people's Jones category. So those are the ones who, you know, you, their role is pretty clear. You just, you know, temper your expectations, <laughs> but if you're just trying to make sure you're not getting a, a zero in that category and you can maybe get a little more, but yeah, everyone else, like you said, lottery ticket, Elijah Moore, lottery ticket, Jamison Williams, for sure. DeAndre Carter, 
it's, it's hard to believe in that. Um, you know, I, I would have thought Josh Palmer and now Josh Palmer would probably get dropped everywhere. So maybe he's the right lottery ticket there. Um, you know, one person who's kind of sky Moore would be in the lottery ticket category, but I just don't know how he's going to get consistent targets with all the receivers they have in Kansas city. And then, and then one guy who's probably in that Zay Jones, Donovan people's Jones categories, Michael Gallup, he just a guy who kind of gets his five catches every week and doesn't do a ton with them, but is part of a, a real how powered offense. So um, another one, I think he's over the 50% threshold. So he finally got off this list. But Paris Campbell's only about 50% rostered, and he plays tonight. Uh, you know how you can sometimes in a league sneak in a guy that, mm-hmm. <laughs> throw, the, you know, just in case, you know, you're watching him tonight and you see him get targeted 12 times, uh, maybe put him on your bench now and, uh, and sneak ahead if you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, I feel like also falls into that category. I, I mean, he, he, I think he would require an injury to either Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis to be uh, someone that you could even trust, but he did catch six of 10 targets for 96 yards and a touchdown wide receiver seven heading into Monday night. So there's a number of guys out there. If you, like you said, need a warm body at the position uh and finally on to our favorite position the tight end position uh the best ones that i can think of are foster moreau and tyler conklin foster moreau uh 39 rostered he actually did perform well against the seahawks who are just absolutely terrible against tight ends caught three of seven targets for 33 yards and a touchdown that was a second touchdown this year he gets another soft matchup against the Chargers who are allowing the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. So just someone worth thinking about if you you have a sketchy sort of tight end situation. Conklin started off the season really strong with Joe Flacco under center, tight end four at half PPR through the first three weeks. And then weeks four through 11, uh, tight end 20. And that's even a little bit inflated because he had that one, two touchdown game. But yeah, really struggled with Zach Wilson under center as did most of the pass catchers. So uh, maybe he has a little bit more life left in him with uh, white under center caught three of three for 50 yards. Um, like I said, got that Vikings defense coming up again. Um, and then one other name that I'll throw out there is Hunter Henry, though. It's just tough because John Smith is sometimes the guy Hunter Henry, sometimes the guy Smith wasn't targeted in this game. So it's just, it, it's not a super stable sort of position in, in <laughs> England. Sketchy, unstable. You are hitting all the correct words. All right. So here's my best advice at tight end this week. Um, if your trade deadline hasn't passed (laughs) Josh Jacobs now while you can and trade him for Travis Kelsey. So if you can do that, um, but, uh, geez, I I like my strategy from last week, make it a fun game, get your kids involved. If you have kids, um, dartboard involved, if you have a dartboard, because it's different, we're doing different names every week. I mean, I guess you could say maybe if David Njoku is is still available, yeah. uh, we you know we, he we, he's back from injury. His quarterback situation might improve, and he had a good game. Uh, but the names on the list, <laughs> and and the ones we've talked about that maybe Jawan Johnson, Kate Otten, Greg Dulcich—they're not even on the oh, list. Well, Greg anymore. Dulcich <laughs> got that touchdown, also called back to, oh. which was just painful. There were a number of like painful fantasy moments. One of them being obviously the the long Derrick Henry run that he he fumbles the ball and it counts as a touchdown for Traylon Burks, which by the way is a name <laughs> you should definitely check your waiver wires for. Yeah. He is fifty-one percent rostered, so did not make the cut here, but definitely looks like a he's uh, blossoming into a very strong wide receiver in Tennessee. 
Um, well, for, for, you know, our producer, David and, and myself with the Taysom Hill advice all the time, I, I would say there is going to be one more week before the season's over that Taysom Hill is the right choice. It just won't be, I don't think against Tampa Bay, it won't be <laughs> while he's got to buy in week 14, but I, I reserve the right to use the Taysom Hill card one more time this season. Um, but let's talk about one position real quick that we never talk about, um, on this show, but this sort of goes with my advice to pick up, you know, the running backs who could be lottery tickets. It is time to beat your, if you're going to make the playoffs, it is time to beat your mm -hmm. uh, fellow playoff opponents to the defensive matchups from week 15 and week 16. Uh, and my number one advice is look at the Houston Texans schedule in weeks 15, 16, and 17 <laughs> and pick up the teams that are going against them. Because if you, uh, if you did that this week and you, you, you know, you, you, you had the best defense league, you could do that with the Rams as well, but the reverse, you know, who, you know, was it 23 points for the dolphins defense this week, 15 points for the, the chiefs defense this week, go ahead and find those ones that all of a sudden will become hotly contested items. <laughs> once you're actually in the playoffs and, and beat everyone to the punch. Absolutely. And if it starts to look like Justin Fields is going to miss more time, the Bears could be a good defense that you could stream against. Uh, sorry, the Bears could be a good team yeah. to get a defense to stream against. But that is a very valid point. Go, go out there and beat the wire before uh, the playoffs start. Mike, I have one question for you. Yes. I have a, a future bet on the Panthers over six and a half wins. Oh, wow. And uh, their schedule's pretty soft down down the stretch. They've got the bye, and then I believe they're facing the Seahawks and I mean Saints in one of the weeks. The and Saints are their grand finale in New yes. Orleans, Week 18 in New Orleans. Your <laughs> wager could be on the line in Week 18. Um, what do you think? Do you think, it, do you think I, they find I don't, more wins? I don't. I don't like your chances because I feel like Carolina is so clearly. I mean, they're not tanking. They're trying to win these games, but they're so clearly motivated to have high draft pick. Whereas the saints uh, will, will like be desperately motivated to avoid the embarrassment of, yeah. of giving the Philadelphia Eagles their high draft pick. So, so the saints will be like a, a five win team desperate to win in week 18. And the Panthers will be like a five win team. That's like, okay with losing in week 18. So for, for that reason, I don't love your bet, but otherwise, boy, it's hard, hard not to take the streaking sizzling hot, Carolina Panthers right now they might win the division do, do, do playoff wins count in your over what if they win the division no. at five and 12 can they get oh their sixth win when they host a playoff game <laughs> absolutely brutal uh no playoff wins do not uh contribute towards the total and I really seriously doubt they would win a playoff game even if they made it to it but you know they're a weird team like they don't win the games that you think they're going to win they lost two games already this season due to missed kicks that was week one and then the yeah. first time the Falcons well, we know the played. um yeah absolutely terrible but then they go out and then beat the Bucks. so they're a team that you like you just can't really their, figure their out. defense is their defense plays hard their defense plays yeah. really hard like you, the Christmas Christian McCaffrey there. trade made it feel like a fire sale but yeah. uh, they still have a really talented defense. Definitely. Well, I'll uh, keep my fingers crossed for those last three wins. <laughs> and that will do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Flex. Mike, please remind everyone where they can find your work. Yeah, my, uh, my I also cover the Saints, obviously, all the time for NewOrleans.Football, subscription site. 
um, where we cover the team uh, uh, as, as detailed and maybe easing pain and suffering has become part of our <laughs> job description this year, but I'm really proud of the work we're doing there. Uh, and you can find everything I'm doing on uh, Twitter at Mike Triplett. Definitely go check that out for all things Saints. Thank you to everyone for joining. Don't forget to email those mailbag questions to mailbag at actionnetwork.com. And we will see you guys next week.